just thought that Nick should have a little bit of warning in case you did something crazy. Are you for real? You dropped me in it and now she's not even talking to me. Maybe we should hit pause and have a cupcake. Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's Hall at the Waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbors. CJ Kate Bayer. Let's get the neighbors. Hello, this is Neighbors. We are the Neighbors Recap Podcast. We overanalyze episodes of the Australian soap opera Neighbors. Uh, we are watching at Australian pace, a month ahead of our friends in the UK, and we are in Melbourne's Pirate Net Studios at the OG table where it all began at the OG time of day that we used to record. I'm Vaya. I have trouble suspending disbelief. CJ. Catherine Jones, CJ the Hot Mess Mum, is here. Hello. And isn't this a throwback? This is how we used to do it. At this very table, probably. Yep. 10 a.m. This is it. The early pods, go back and listen and you'll hear that hint of gravelly husk. Yeah. You didn't even know that was morning nap time then. Far out. (laughs) Neither did I. We've got a friend joining us this morning. His name is baby Dr. Carl. He's woken up at the exact time that I told CJ he'd be asleep and he's sitting in the corner eating crackers. CJ's going to pass him another one until KB can finish what he's doing and then take him out of the house. But, man, he looks cute. We could put a little mic in front of him and he could just join in special comments. (laughs) He just picked that up like he was on MasterChef. We're changing now. We're a MasterChef podcast. Yeah. No worries. I'll get my friends from the Washing Up pod to join in. <laughs> Delightful. Well, it's going to be quite efficient, actually. We'll get to it in a moment. Well, actually, no. Neighbours Council business. Sweetie, it's just business. It's going to be quite efficient because we have a storyline embargo happening. We are not discussing the toxic messaging from the Carl accusing a woman of lying about her assault mm. storyline, regardless of the fact that it's true or not. Like, it's just a harmful messaging. So we chopped that all out, all the Kennedy stuff. It didn't happen. No. So thank you to anyone who's commented on Facebook, Neighbours Council. A few people were happy that we took that stance. Mm -hmm. One of the Neighbours writers I tweeted at didn't know what I was talking about. So that's odd, I guess. Are you serious? Yeah. They just didn't know what I was referring to. Anyway, I didn't flesh it out. I just said there's this weird toxic accusing of a woman storyline that doesn't sit right with me. And he was like, I don't don't know what you mean. I'm like, okay. Oh, he was. Cool. Yeah. yeah. But we weren't talking about that. So in his defence, like we're talking about something else. But anyway, we're talking about another offensive thing that Neighbours was airing. But whatever. I don't feel like any of it is one person's fault. Oh, communal. No. It's, oh. Communicalic. (laughs) No, I studied, what was it? The Challenger Space Disaster Mm -hmm. was like, it was thought to be like an issue of groupthink. Mm. Like no one wants to upset the apple cart yeah. to upper management so everyone just goes along with what everyone wants. Yeah. So mm. I think that when one person doesn't know what it means, it, that's a sign of that mm. probably, yeah. Or just that they think it's a great high drama story and they want to roll with it. Yeah. Which is I guess the, the issue. Or maybe they don't watch their show and they just weren't involved in that story. Like, oh, whatever. Was, I went to work, I went home, I made dinner. Like yeah. shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing my morning routine. Like yeah. yeah. Shut up, bitches. <laughs> just leave me alone. <laughs> Could you imagine if someone had a podcast about your work? Does, <laughs> does someone have a podcast Which about they, your work? They could well do. I work on a hard quiz at the ABC. I've thought about doing a hard podcast for hard quiz. Someone should. It's fun. But it would be devastating. <laughs> no, it'd be fun. It'd be fun. Someone should actually. You should. People live tweet it. Like I engage 
with the commentary. Yeah. People, not everyone likes the questions. Yeah. Well, there you go. And yeah. I'm always Ross Geller, don't blame the questions. I cannot imagine if somebody, you know, had a podcast on like my grammar mistake in an email marketing piece. <laughs> I would not get out of bed. Yeah, we are shitting on people's work and I'll have to deal with that ultimately one day when I'm looking back at my life and assessing <laughs> the impact I made. Oh, look, they put it in the public space. They're asking for yeah, it, aren't yeah, they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want us to make comments, don't dress your show like that. No. <laughs> Oh, we're getting silly in the morning. Oh, this, it's an old muscle. I'm stretching. The AM muscle. Welcome back to I me. I reckon like early pods we also had Baby Madge in a high chair. We did. We had um, like yeah, this. Baby Madge and her dad would go for walks around the block. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keep oh. it quick, gals. Quick game's <laughs> a good game. Um, Whose birthday is today? So we have to go to that today. So we have to get ready. It is Baby Madge's birthday. It's going to be good times. I'm going to, and throwback, I'm going to get into my old fairy costume. When I did kids' parties. Today is just throwback Saturday. Yeah. So that's all. Business done. So you're doing business with you. Couple of really cute storylines to hit on. Don't know which one we'll say for Patreon, but if you go to patreon.com slash neighbourspod, there are some trimmings there from mm-hmm. select episodes that we save to discuss there. And that's not where we're discussing the embargoed storyline. That's just where we discuss a different fun thing. So we'll decide that as we go because the baby's staring us down. I'll start the week with saying what the date of the start of the week was, which was 22nd of March, 2021, Mm -hmm. heading towards the tail end of March. And we have Shoxy, my little double act that I enjoy, Sheila and Roxy, bookended the week with some great prank work. Mm. So they've started the week with a prank on Coil because – um, he's got it in his head that his grandma and his girlfriend are the same person. There were two peas in a pod and it's icking him out. Yeah, it's giving him the ick. Yeah. And he said, Nan, can you just not hang out with my girlfriend every day? Mm. And she goes, okay, but we've got plans today. So <laughs> let's yeah. have drinks first. Also they work together. Yeah. So They are the same person. <laughs> and I love that they're both delighted by it. They're embracing it. They're going, yeah. we are confident. We are sassy. Little pint-sized blonde dynamites yes. they are. And I think B's the one that clues them in on what's bothering Coil. And so they put their heads together and go, well, let's have let's extend our fun mm. and just really think he's stepped in it and they stage this. Go back to yesteryear when they were battling. Yeah. Yeah. Colette, well, not Colette, but her character. Um burns like no one else with her burns. And so she's just like throwing out below the belt comments to Roxy. And actually one of those things was one of the offensive things I was tweeting about because <laughs> she used deaf as a pejorative term. Oh. She's like, oh, you're deaf and lazy because Roxy said she misheard something. <laughs> um, it was fun to see Coyle's head spinning around like, oh, no, I've told them not to hang out and now they're at each other's throats. And <sighs> It's just really simple. Like most people know they end up with some aspect of one of their parents. It's not always going to be the opposite gendered parent. So it's not always your mum or your nana Mm. or whatever. But most people know there's going to be some element of your partner. I had a moment the other day. It's not very often that I relate to my dad. Like I think my mum and I are cut from the same cloth. But I don't ever think, oh, gosh, that's just like dad. The other day he said something. He was very particular about his food. Mm. And I suddenly, my eyes opened. Like... My sister was ordering food at the bar and he's like, order us two pizzas. 
and didn't tell her anything else, just sent her off with his credit card to order two pizzas. She comes back. What did you get? She goes, oh, I got one with mushrooms and one with salami. He goes, okay. I thought ham. When you think pizza, you think ham. <laughs> and she just looked at him like, what? Like, and the, he was so particular about this food thing and I just thought, there oh, I am. There, yeah. I feel <laughs> like ham. Like, yeah. So in order to resolve this, Roxy pretty much just says to Kyle, I'm not your grandma. So there's no problem. Yeah, I mean, that's the point, isn't it? She's like, it's okay. We are different people. Yeah, you are not sleeping with your nana. The sweet part was she said, we have something in common. We, for some reason, love you. <laughs> that yeah. was cute. Yeah. At least, like, nan has to love you. Yeah. Roxy chose to. Yeah. So that was fine. But then they teamed up at the end of the week because it's coming up to Shane and Dippy's exit. And Shane has this... Shane's like witnessed all these other last days of work because he's got his last pub shift and he's like, oh, they're going to they're gonna throw me a little party. Apparently Sheila, Sheila puts on a huge deal for everyone that leaves. It yeah. doesn't matter if they've been there a week. Yeah. They, they have a cruisy shift. They get to do the fun jobs. They get to, I don't know, have a lunch, <laughs> eat free food. One of them had a vegan fest. <laughs> Probably when Gary was still alive and he could supply the food. R.I.P. Vegan <laughs> bliss balls. But Sheila and Roxy just all day haze him, make him think they've forgotten it's his last day. They make a big deal that Dippy's leaving. Like, I'm really going to miss her. Yeah, we really like her. <laughs> um, which is kind of funny because, like, um, the opposite of that is what's happened online with the actors leaving because Nick hasn't announced that he's leaving. Right, yep. And Sharon has. Yes. And a lot of people have said stuff about Sharon leaving. Yeah, whereas I don't even know if Nick's... On Instagram. No, he's just like white middle-aged manning it. <laughs> he's like, I finished that contract. Yeah. And I am on to the next one. Great. Loved that. They're just, they're pranking pals. They're like, we are prank patrol. Yeah. No one needs to worry about anyone's relationship. Makes me wonder a little bit whether he's actually going to come back. I saw something about Dippy recurring. Yeah, I reckon she's going to come back for this stupid Quilt. jelly concert or something. Uh, okay, while we're on it, let's hit on this point. Little Nelly Fish has a bit of separation anxiety. She doesn't want Aunty Dippy to move. She's okay with Uncle Puffy going. Oh, yeah, she doesn't care. She's like, oh, finally get to move his piss engine from the backyard, <laughs> cubby house. She'll call it the wee engine. But, um, yeah, she comes out of Toadie's car one day and she's like, okay, this is my new dance move and she flosses. Yeah, feels like 2018. Yeah, but right? I guess that's what they do with primary kids. Like they're probably still doing the Macarena with primary kids. Oh, yeah, probably. I was going to suggest that for Baby Madge's birthday almost. <laughs> Yeah, let's get out some classics. I'm making the playlist actually. Do you want me to add it? Yeah. I was thinking what age do we start doing these ones? Now. <laughs> yeah. Six. I suggested some locomotion to Kate and she was like, mm, maybe some newer Kylie. Oh, impossible <laughs> princess? Or? Yeah. yeah. Um, Dippy won't be at the school concert or the dance concert. I don't know. You know what gets me a little bit about this? I know you, uh, Kate and yourself did say it was inappropriate and another mother figure leaving and all that. I don't really know if Dippy's that good for Jelly. Why so? I don't know. She's She doesn't seem all that involved in her life. Like suddenly she's become really involved in her life now that she's leaving and can make it all about her. And she feels bad, yeah. Yeah. But like there was that whole period where she was spending most of her time having an affair. Do you think she was going to the school concerts then? <laughs> That's probably the peak time where she was penciling Pierce in. Yeah. She's like, oh, Nell's just got this bullshit thing at school which I can totally skip. Yeah, and she runs the cafe so, like, her hours are, like, long and probably not that flexible because 
other staff members will call in sick and things like that. And she, like, the thing about a cafe is you can't just close it down the way that Nicolette did this week. Oh, wow. We know what's going to happen during her maternity leave. Mm. Back in three months. <laughs> Eek. Back in six weeks, American style. Mm. Six weeks, done. Yeah. So what's Dippy's solution to, to mend this bridge here? I mean, I had a micro-sleep, but they're going to make a quilt? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sheila's idea. Thanks, Sheila's. Like with clothes or something? In Is fact, that the deal? Sheila's idea was to make tic-tac videos. <laughs> There's heaps of ways now to keep in touch. You could make, you know, funny videos for Nell, like those tic tac things. She'd see your face all the time. Oh, I love that. How cute. See, that's the thing. Like I feel like Dippy wasn't around for the first, like, five years of... Jellyfish's life. I know that this has been a pretty big time. And obviously the recent years are the ones Nell remembers. Of course, yeah. I don't know. I just don't – I think make some room in that house. Also Sunfish seems fine. Hugo, he's like, what, nearly three? Yeah, nobody cares about him. That poor child with attachment problems because yeah. he hasn't had a mother like his like, whole life. Like the real actor calls Toadie, calls Ryan Maloney dadda be- yeah. to, so that the character can get in sync. He wouldn't have been old enough to call Sonia anything, I, I guess. Yeah, at all. Maybe let us know. Hugo's mummy. Yeah, friend of the pod, Renee, in the Neighbours Council. Mm. Yeah, leave them aside. We'll send them off when it's time. So, baby Dr. Carl is now a little bit closer to the microphone, so you might hear snuffle sounds like in the olden days. Um, why don't we touch on the new situation at the Branaka house? It's moving, a lot of moving parts this week. Mm. People in, people out. I can't remember whether Kate and yourself um, commented on this, but Emmett's back. They were waiting to see if his foster care would be approved and it has been now. Y- yes, right. So he's literally back, like he's living at the house now. Um, and, of course, Brent Donato DiCaprio lives there with all his problems and baggage. And Nicolette has had to move out so that Emmett can move in. So now it's a little bit more permanent that she's staying at Chloe's. And lovely Jane... I was about to call it Annie. Um, lovely Jane has – she's just been on like on a little trip with Clive. Well, it started out as her Brisbane professional development training oh. for work. Well, and Clive came. And I guess Clive just hopped onto the end for a little romantic getaway. Oh, look, I want to be pro of that, but also can we just give Jane some time to personally develop? <laughs> anyway, I'd love it if they came back and went, oh, we had to quarantine for two weeks after yeah. this. <laughs> Maybe that's why because it was quite an extensive – uh, holiday. Yeah, because so most like, teaching things Jane are like live? two days, yeah. right? Yeah. So maybe they did have to. Yeah. I guess it maybe takes you some time to learn how to have a year 13. Like maybe it isn't a two-day course. It's like we know you thought of it and put it all together, but let's give you some more time to think about yeah. how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So we um, – it's all moving about, right? And they've got a baby coming. Yeah. I am very concerned about how their worlds are all going to change when this baby comes. Yeah. I mean – Kate and Vaya, you talked about this, how you're like, oh, it'll be fine, like everything will be fine. And then you have a baby and you're like, oh, this is earth shattering. Yes. Earth shatteringly good, sweetie, if you're listening to this one day. Yeah, no, it is. It is good. It's just so much bigger than you could ever imagine. Yeah, every cell in your being shifts and changes. Yeah. And and it has to because how else are you going to look after the baby, right? Because you can't actually – it's not like when you had a cat and you just left. No, the baby (laughs) is literally right now physically attached to me eating while I podcast. Yeah, eating parts of your body. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like eating 
your substance you've yeah. created, yeah. which you didn't used to create, now yeah. you create yeah. that for the baby. Like, you know, anyway. So Brent has got all these problems going on with his past gang. Yeah, let's do a little sidestep over to Brent and Ardo. Mm. Gangs, always gangs. Levi yeah. and Yashvi, little hot tip for Erinsra Police. If there's a bit of a hint of drama, sniffing a little problem, it's gangs, guys, gangs. Yeah. Get your little catalogue of gangs out, I thumb love, through it. I love how this um, gang have like a symbol, which I mean I don't think is unreal, but they have jewellery. Skulls. Yeah, skulls. They might as well be pirates with the skull and crossbones. But also Jolly Roger. They're like homeless kids. Where are they buying the jewellery? It's not, it's not from Stephanie's. No, it's not from Stephanie's. Because you can't go and steal the same ring from everywhere, right? They had to go and do like a custom order. Last week I speculated that it might be like He-Man merchandise. Maybe it is some sort of merchandise that they've stolen and appropriated for their own yeah. symbol. Yeah, maybe it's like, um, you know, Disney Avengers and they just go to Kmart and nick yeah. it, you know. I don't well, know. pack a 10-pack, guys. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I enjoy, by the way, um, how much Remy is into the microphone. It's familiar yeah, it's part of it. It might as well be the umbilical cord, this <laughs> microphone cable. Yeah, so the gang, it seems like Brent was part of this gang when he was homeless and he did that for protection. Yeah, they were I in guess. the same halfway house or um, some region or something. And basically the gang requires Brent to do what all criminal gangs do and that is to store stolen goods. Yeah, he's holding it for a mate. Yeah, Tyler had to do it, Paige, like every, all gangs. Um, the Xantucks. Yeah, the, um, all of them. Leo's gang. The, the one Leo was affiliated with had to hide a whole person in the backpackers. I don't understand why they don't use the thing they stole. The dirt bike. Yeah. <laughs> to leave fast. Go to some other place. Because they're running away. They're stealing. They, at one point they were stealing like buns or loaves or something from Roxy's tram stash. Yeah, which I was worried about that because we know that Roxy made the mushroom problem. <laughs> don't leave food outside, no, Roxy. Stop, don't don't require Roxy to gather outside food for the inside tram. She had to accept this delivery yeah. of baked goods and bring it in. Yeah. And, like, we're living in a time of COVID. Now these hooligans have touched the food. And they were fully, like, they were like Aladdin. Like, uh-huh. one jump. Da, 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 da. And then <laughs> they're, they're the street rats. And they're jumping in. They're grabbing the, the croissant and they're away they go. I actually enjoy this. Like, you could tell, like, the writers are not gang members. They've written, <laughs> you know, a gang that has, like, a dance sequence. <laughs> a jewel, a accessory. <laughs> a logo. Snacks. Because yeah. it's the gang I would join, quite frankly. Yeah. Like, I want a snack-based gang. Yeah. Especially if it's carb gang. <laughs> and now it looks like. Good stuff there at the tram now that they've gotten rid of their fancy pants menu. Look like they had cheesy scrolls. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Talking and, my language. And that those boys got them fresh. Warm. It would have yeah. been so warm. And they were laughing and having a merry time running away from this pint-sized pocket rocket. Of course they would. Their blood sugar's just gone right up. Do you know, recently I learnt that Zimmer Anderson was a gymnast mm. and it reminded me, because um, I'm on TikTok a lot at the moment, Neighbours Pod, TikTok. One of my videos is nearly. 100,000 views. The one without my face in it, I'll never forget that. Yeah. The one without my face in it, 100,000. My ego is fine. It could also be known as the one with Stephen Dennis's face. (laughs) Or Rebecca Almaloglu. Oh, yeah. Our queen. That's what's done it. So there's a lot of, you know, people share a lot of nostalgic TV clips and whatever Mm. in my feed. And the one I loved recently was a scene from Make It or Break It, which is a show I loved about gymnastics. Oh, yeah, I remember. And there's this classic scene where the – the girls are bailed up at a, a gas station by some thugs 
and to get them out of their faces. The they girl, do some cross step. They do some backflips. <laughs> like, get out of their faces. And they start just like somersaults. <laughs> they do like a dance off. And that's how I pictured Zimmer as um, Roxy would fend off these hoodlumps. <laughs> mm, yeah. Or she could just feed them some mushrooms. <laughs> Can you imagine? That's what she should do. Yeah. Just put some mushrooms out on some baked rolls and just say, here you go, boys. Like a little gingerbread house yeah. with Hansel and Gretel. Delightful. Loved it. And But then last week we said Brent should stash the bike at the hive behind that shifty-eyed man portrait. That's what the room was made for. And Ned, Ned's like, that guy's never here. <laughs> shifty-eyed portrait man. Yeah. He's never here. But for some reason Paul wants to do an inspection. I call this a what's this manager. Oh, what's that? So they walk in. And they look at your desk and go, what's that? Oh. What's that? What's this? What's this? And so that's what Paul's done. He's come in and he's like, have you done the inventory from that room we're not meant to go into because somebody's rented it? <laughs> and then while Ned's checking it out, Paul's like, where do you keep the keys? He's like, behind my desk? He's like, where anyone can get them? He's like, well, no, no one's here, mate. I'm there. And at one point Paul also um, says he's going to take the hive off him. Who's Paul really angry at? He's and, angry at Brent, right? And, and Paul's yeah. like, we're losing business. We're going to lose business. I'm like, what? No one's there. I'm not paying by the hour. That's what they should That's start doing. That's what they do. should do. <laughs> yeah, that goes back to when you thought he could have his own OnlyFans studio. Which, Ned, it's a great option. Consider it. Mm. He thought, yeah. He we could get behind the camera and do all of the camera work for the yeah, people. Yeah, if he's still camera shy. Which, by the way, the um the, the Nudie Kyle episode just aired in the UK, the life drawing, and everyone online was like, why didn't Ned do this gig? Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Question for the ages. Now, you're right, Paul has uh, has been his bonnet over Brent because mm. Harlow, his granddaughter, is dating him. Yeah. And he's up to no good. And this time Paul smells a rat and there's a rat. Like he's correctly smelled the rat. Well, the bike probably got stashed on his watch, didn't it? Granddad, that's not true. No, no, you're right. He probably stole the bike himself, decided to hide it here until he could sell it. Oh, just leave the boy alone. He's only trying to help us. Well, he's had plenty of opportunity. And you said yourself that he spends a lot of time here. No, stop it. Now, Lou on the Facebook Council was, you know, taken annoyed by this and said that she's sick of Paul wanting to throw Brent away because he's broken. Mm. And I, I wanted to sort of address that because we've talked a lot about the fact that Brent attacked Harlow. Yeah. Um, And we, we've also – we also realised Brent – has had his own problems. Mm-hmm. It's not like he just conjured out of nowhere that attack. No, he's got a USB stick full of problems. Yeah, like he went to bed when he was 12 or something. So I think I'm definitely pro-Paul being against Brent not dating his granddaughter yep. for the obvious reasons. Yep. Um, but I want to take note that what Lou said is important. Someone should not throw him away. Yes, and yeah. we're not against Brent receiving an education, mm-hmm. qualifications, um, lodgings with, you know, carers like David and Aaron. Starting a new life, having a new family like David and Aaron. Being mentored by Ned for yep. what that's worth. Whatever that means. Whatever you need. Oh, oh and lovely Curtis at the school, taking him under his wing as well. That's Beautiful. wonderful. Cool teacher, Curtis. But he doesn't need to get the girl as well. No. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm for that. And I can deal why Paul wants to throw him away. So, yeah, this time I'm like kind of in lining up with Paul, which makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, but it's complicated because he has been part of this gang <laughs> that attacked Roxy. And Roxy. Skull and crossbones gang. Is Teresa's niece. Yeah. Right? So, like, as a family, this is a complicated issue now. And I do enjoy, I really enjoy the Willis Robinson family dynamics in any 
permutation that they presented. Like the other week when they were all going to have brunch with Brent and this time when it was just Paul to Rage and Roxy dealing with this attack and we have to report it and Paul's like, I'll get my security onto it. And Roxy's like, no, we need the cops to sort this out because mm. it's part of my case. And I liked the way they were, you know, negotiating that. Yeah, because Roxy's not standing for this case getting brushed away, which I really love, by the way, because these kind of things do get brushed away. Yeah. And also Ned's in this dynamic as well, strangely. And she's like, the tram's not doing, can't afford bad business. Yeah. Grease monkeys is suffering now. They oh, don't want to review no. their lease. It's terrible. Um, by the way, just a quick snippet on Ned. He appeared on the Neighbours, well, not Neighbours, it's always on Neighbours, Neighbours Social introducing a new family. Did you? What? I tried to share this with you what? and it wouldn't let me. Um, <laughs> it knows. <laughs> he introduced a new family at the um, Flamingo Bar. It was a family of ducks. But, CJ, it all comes tumbling down or out for Brent who has stashed this stolen dirt bike for Holden Maybe it's a Holden bike. In no, it's not. CJ knows cars. In the it's also a bike. <laughs> yep. Um, he stashed it in this spare room at the hive, and they open the door, and there it is. And Paul's like, "Well, it's got to be Brent." And Harvard Hull is like, "No, he's a good, reformed man." Meanwhile, mm. Emmett is like, "Big bro, why are you acting chunky?" We only found out about this gang after the Roxy hit, right? Yeah, it's, there were clues, there were the symbols and this and that, but now Emmett and Brent have discussed that it is an actual gang that's threatening him. Yeah, I just wish he'd said this earlier on to maybe Aaron and David. Like, Well, which is Emmett's. I think they would have been open to this. That was sweet Emmett's advice. He's like, they're good guys, they'll yeah. help you. Like, they helped me when I had problems. Like, yeah. That's what good foster carers do. Remember when I fell off the roof? Yeah, and Nicolette was there. Yeah. That was one of my favourite Nicolette scenes. Yeah, because she took charge. I'm really upset. That she's not a nurse anymore? Yeah, and not only that, that she's stepping up as a cafe manager. Yeah. Nicolette applied to Dippy mm. to run the cafe and Dippy was like, I don't, can't be bothered taking any more meetings. Mm. I'm this, out the door. Have you noticed that? <laughs> I've got quilt squares to buy. Yeah. Otherwise she's going to quarters. She was going to have to put like an ad on Seek. Far out. Tedious. Two ninety. That's $290 an ad. Nicola already knows how to make the deconstructed taco bowl. Oh, she's changing the menu though. <laughs> Dippy's not out the door and she's like, i got to change this menu. She's like, um, I can't eat soft cheeses so they are going. Yeah. I wonder what new additions we're going to have. One thing I loved about Nicolette's new career trajectory is that nowhere in the interviewing process did Dippy ask her, what are you going to do when the baby comes? Like yeah. they had an interview with a pregnant woman and they treated that with respect and they didn't discriminate and they were like, how are you going to run this business? You know, we want to support you. They didn't go, what are you going to do when the baby's here? Because what I imagine she will do is as manager, hire an interim manager to fill in for her while she's on mat leave. Yeah. Or she'll just close it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, maybe Chloe can do it. True. Because part of the conditions are that Chloe will supervise her as a manager mentor. Yeah, which I think is funny. I um, actually worked together with um, a couple of ladies who job share and they'd done it for 20 years in three different roles. Wow. Yeah, and so they were job sharing CEOs, which is pretty interesting. I love that for them. Yeah, um, at, at a male-dominated industry Ugh. as well, yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm obsessed with them. Yeah, they're pretty amazing. Do they have a podcast? Um, I mean, they should. They should, yeah. Yeah, like the annoying part of them is that the start of every conversation they had was, wow, this is interesting. Please tell me more about this, you know. <laughs> anyway, um, but 
I thought it was interesting because my mum was a nurse yep. and she transitioned into a different career. And her first interview after nursing, she moved into sales and they said, what makes you think that you like can transition? What are your transferable mm. skills and blah, blah, blah. And she said, what's the worst thing that's happened to you at a hospital? And oh. they said, oh, I had to have an enema recently. Okay. And she said, who convinced you to do that? And they said, the nurse. And oh. she goes, you don't think I can sell a car? Oh. Love that. Yeah. And so I like Chloe mentoring her, but also like did that have to happen? Like as a nurse, she has plenty of management skill. And she said she's done hospitality work before. Yeah. So she has. And a, she does it now. Yeah. And she's clearly a quick study. And everyone's concerned. So in the middle of all of this, Aaron Brennan is concerned because Chloe has confessed that she's sparked up a little feeling and a little traction for Nicolette, which really did seem to crop up overnight. Mm. She propositioned her the night her mum died and Nick turned it down and then now Nicolette was nice to her during the week and mm. Chloe was like, hello. And look, I understand that as much as the next person. Like I could see how Nicolette saying to Chloe, you're amazing, well, she's been saying it for months now. I could see how eventually that'd wear you down. <laughs> yeah. And like she's through the divorce and also the other looming thing, her mother's death. Because oh. that was going to happen. She knew that was going to happen. She's vulnerable. She's got a ticking clock on her own mortality. Mm-hmm. She needs a reminder of her sense of being alive and her presence mm. on this earth, her worth. Yeah. And she wants to live in the moment. Mm. Nothing quite like sex to do that. <laughs> in the immediacy. Um, I was a little bit frustrated because as someone who crushes hard from way back, boy, could I obsess over a human uh, emotionally. And the fact that Nicolette has really had this obsession for like half a year to an unhealthy degree where she's, you know, planting marriage-destroying bombs. And she also like, she barely knew Chloe and she now is having Chloe's brother's child. Yeah. I mean, she's not a straight-out surrogate because she's going to be somewhat involved. Yeah, and she's the biological mother. Yeah. It's fraught. I just don't understand. There's such a big power imbalance that I don't quite feel that the attraction is evenly spaced. I feel like for Chloe it's lust-based, but she's denying that it's lust-based. You know what's nice? We had a lot of conversations about how Ali, um, the minute that she became more pregnant – the relationship with Chloe quite fizzled out because, you know, remember she was doing yoga and farting and like <laughs> all this stuff. But Nicolette is progressing in pregnancy as it's becoming hotter. Yeah. Yeah, Chloe. It being the, the Chloe situation. situation yeah. yeah, and I really love that Neighbours allows pregnant women to be sexual beings. Yeah. Because like horm- hormones are flying, bodies are changing and – thriving and, well, sometimes it can be a struggle and it's painful and mm. difficult, but the fact that you can still enjoy this side of yourself, it's impressive to yeah. see that play out. Yeah. I hope they're still together when Nicolette's feeding. That'll be interesting. <laughs> wow. So they <laughs> pash. The pash was um, magnificent. Yeah, it was. Um, I really feel like Chloe's a bit tall for Nicolette. Which they addressed. <laughs> Let's hear the audio. I don't think we should tell Aaron and David just yet, though. It'll be a judge-a-rama if we told them now. This will be our secret. It'll be fun, being in our own little bubble. <laughs> you just might have to come and join me in my bubble. I'd have to be a contortionist <laughs> to fit into yours. <laughs> so the kiss, and a few people on the council observed 
this was probably like our first full-on post-COVID kiss. It wasn't like oh, sort yeah. of we've had a few sort of pecks or like you could see the kiss starts but we don't see the full kiss. Yeah, and Sharon and Johal kissing her husband, which is. Lacking a bit of je ne sais quoi. Yeah. Can we just read Kate's live update from party planning? Yeah. Decided to go and get another pin the horn on the unicorn for the extra horns. <laughs> She's in the middle of some stuff right now. Yeah. I do not envy an event coordinator. It's hectic. Yeah. Chloe, however, thrives. I hate events. I've never. Oh, Chloe yeah. loves events. Yeah. She thrives on it. Now, so, so yeah, so the Pash was epic. The fact that it was a, a big, sexy, lesbian kiss. You know what was interesting? Yes. I'm afraid now that you said it was sexy. Is my we watched that episode as a family. <laughs> well, um, we know it's sexy because we're adults. Yeah, I knew it was coming. Yeah, obviously because they you know been gearing up to it for months. Yeah, Instagram was yeah a but, buzz. Um, my husband was out to take my son for the shower, and he was like, oh, "I'll take him now." And I'm like, "No, no, no! Let's just sit here and like not make comment." Oh. And so, like, we just sat there like we would in any neighbour's kiss because, I mean, it happens all the time, yeah. right? And, like, we all kind of just looked at the screen and went, oh, yeah, they're kissing. Oh, I love you yeah. guys. Yeah, That's great. Um, what I want to take issue, though, is with the lead up and the aftermath because that left me a little wanting, you know? I feel like the build up for Nick and Chloe was so l- drawn out mm. that it was suddenly a whirlwind. And it came out because Aaron took it upon himself to spill the beans to Nicolette that Chloe has feelings for her. It's like, you've got to shut this down because it's going to become complicated. I'm like, mate, when a person that you think is hot lets it be known that they are a bit into you, mm. it is not a deterrent to find out this information. No, he just led them down the path. You know what I think is exciting? So when we had – because. There were so many people into Ali and Chloe, right? Shelly. Um, to the point where I think it's actually, it really affects April Pengilly's social media commentary. Like I think she's way too invested in Shelly to the point where she apologised for something that her character said the other day. Sorry, baby Dr. Carl's playing with cups and it's we're just going to have to live with it. We're trying to have it all. Um, I had so, a dog and a cat fight through my other podcast this week. <laughs> Married on maths. Check it out. Happy thousand listens, can I say? 1156. Ah! <laughs> so I was sort of expecting that once Aaron, as Aaron Down the Mines, said mm. to Nick, my sister's got the horn for you, that that would bubble away mm. and she would hold that information and be like, oh, okay, how can I use this to my advantage? But I guess she's considering the baby. She's got this new career prospect. She doesn't want to rock the boat with the Brennans and she wants to protect her feelings as well because she's – this is not just a crush. This is she's in love with Chloe, and yeah, and also she's pregnant, right? So yeah. her, like she's got the hormones, mm. and like things would be a bit eccentric. She's eating weirdly. I love the basicness of her um, eating stuff. Yeah, yeah, anchovies and peanut butter, whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. Whereas for me, it was just like chip packets by the dozen. <laughs> um, I found the escalation of it took away a lot of the chemistry and the sizzle. So they. She sat Chloe down. She's like, I'm going to talk to you about something. Do you have feelings for me? Chloe's like, yes, let's talk about it. Nicolette's like, no, don't want to. Yeah. Ran away. And then Chloe was chasing after her going, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. I know you have feelings. I have feelings. You don't have feelings. I don't have feelings. Go away. I, I really felt uncomfortable with that because if you swapped a few genders out there, I really didn't like the pushiness of Chloe. Yeah. And I th- 
there was a very fine detail which I really appreciated. And we often have a go at, and we, you know, we're having a go now when yeah. they when they are dubious about consent. So I want to give a shout out. So Chloe was pursuing her, and it was aggressive. Like she mm. was go, she was she was Doctor Carling it. She was turning yeah. up everywhere. The Tupperware was falling off the shelves. <laughs> and when Nicolette changed her mind, she said yes. Did you notice that? Yeah, she, and she asked for consent. She yeah. said, "Is this okay?" Yeah, because often in television they don't consent no. because like there's not time, and it's not as saucy to watch. No, when someone barges in and grabs you and kisses you, that whole romance cover, novel cover. Yeah. Um, so they've got to think of new ways to portray that mm. that is respectful to the social movement. But she had just said for like an episode and a half, no. Yeah. So I really appreciated that she said, "Yeah, are you yes now? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, and boy, she, was she it She got on. the app out that the government. Owned. Yeah. Oh, fuck <laughs> off, Australian government. Actually, I don't know yeah. if it's the government. Fucked. I think it's someone they else. They can just get anyway. fucked anyway. <laughs> Everyone yeah. except for Penny Wong. Yeah. Um, they, <laughs> we should just leave her to run the show. Happy to. <laughs> yeah. Have it. Have our country. And that woman with the twins, I think she's a green. <laughs> so into bed they go. And I couldn't tell what time of day it was because the next episode they were in dressing gowns. And I was like, is it the next day? Is it the next morning? But then they're back in the same daytime outfits. So it was an afternoon delight. I mean, like more power to you because there's the, – Nicolette's about to be living on a like three-hour schedule of life. So <laughs> My I'm, God, I'm I, still on my three-hour schedule. <laughs> yeah. Every three hours except for overnight. I'm blessed, but three hours, eight feed, three hours, eight yeah. feed. That's just me. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, the baby's left the house for an excursion. Yeah. Look how it's not quiet. Like I, I can hear the fridge. Great. Yeah. <laughs> they go to bed and then they get up and make avocado toast. <laughs> yeah. And then they're still hungry. They're ravenous. They've got to go down to the waterhole. Yeah. So they decide they're not going to tell anyone. Yeah, sexy. I love that. Yeah. And I, I like that they address that it's going to be sexy for them to keep it a secret yeah, for a bit want, because they know yeah. Aaron's, Aaron's going to crap all over this parade. That's the whole point about lust is that it doesn't make sense. Mm. Aaron is not pro this for the reasons that it's going to be complicated. How many years has Aaron been policing his sister's body and sexuality and relationship choices? He was yeah. like this with Ellie. Mm. How's he going to be with the kid when the kid's like, I'm going to go out with my hooligan mates at 1am, he'll be like, you better not be going out with your hooligan mates at 1am. Okay. Like don't Aaron, make it seem exciting. Aaron's Paul. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so they're going to be sexy about it. So they go down to the waterhole and I think Chloe says she's ravenous. Yeah, and the, the avocado didn't even touch the side. Oh, and then Nicola says, but let alone I did. This is so sexual. <laughs> I am starving. That avo didn't touch the sides. The avo didn't. Me, on the other hand. We'll grab something quick here, but remember it's hands off in public. Or we could be hands on and eat at home. Amazing. But like you said, we know it's sexual. Yeah. A five-year-old watching doesn't no, really get it. No, this is when um, Nate and Christos were playing kick to kick on the oval. Oh, yeah, the old kick to kick. Mm-hmm. Don't say what you want to say, Vaya. I was going to make a play on words there with a different letter. The audience <laughs> can connect those dots. Kick. Yes, kick. yes. Now, Annie Jones, plain Jane Superbrain and mm. Clive Jive walk yep. in, back from Brizzy, yep. ready to go on the ha- hustings to get some house hunting happening so that Jane and Nick can live together and rebond as mother and daughter, but that's going to put the kibosh on this sexy time. So click, as April and Charlotte call themselves online, click, okay. which I've got a counter suggestion from mm. Lucy in the Neighbours Council. Okay. Noe. 
Or my suggestion, which is chiclet. Oh, I like chiclet. Yeah, chiclet. I love it. Uh, So they wind up in the Harold's kitchen, yada, yada, yada. So they've closed the place. Back in 15 minutes. And they're in there cooking because Nicolette wants to change the menu. Even though she can't cook, she's like, I'll hire someone else to do it. But for now I'm going to play around. Now we know that instead of it being Dippy, the entire Brennan Stone family yeah. are going to come in. But um, I thought Dippy was going to come in and go, is this how you're going to run the place? Yeah, Dippy checked out. Yeah. She's like, I'm at Spotlight. There is a fabric sale. Yeah. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> I've decided to really care about this niece that I have not really cared about no. much. Anyway, more power to her. So they're in there canoodling in the kitchen. By the way, has this kitchen seen more canoodling than the world? Yeah. Yeah. I think Pierce and Dippy had a – because yeah. remember they made those beetroot burgers in there? Ooh. And who used to make chocolates in there? Loz? Yeah, chocolates with Brad, was it? I don't know. I don't know. But someone someone had like a sexual chocolate situation. Yeah. Um, so Clive, Jane, Aaron and David, yeah. they want to come and celebrate. Yeah. There's Nicolette's been made manager of the cafe. Yeah. Well, Clive wasn't there but he finds out later. Oh, the food sorry. grapevine. I imagined yeah. him. Um, yeah, they come with champagne and mock champagne and yeah. flowers and, and they, they just go in. Yeah. They're not for the sign. So Dippy should teach Nicolette how to lock up firstly. Yeah, if you get them put the, that sign on, lock the door. It's neighbours. You don't just walk away from an open door. Nicolette should know that. She sent Chloe to the last open door. Oh. Should have hung a little necklace on the handle. They see, click, go the shears in action and everyone is like grabbing, they're smelling salts. This is high drama, high stakes. What are you doing? Mm. Uh, but of course, you could do whatever you want. It's your bodies, but also everyone's involved because of this baby, mm. and everyone's scared because Nicolette is overly emotionally invested. Mm. And Chloe is recently divorced, still grieving. It is a hot mess. But now Chloe's solution that she's offered up is, well, look, you want to move in with your mum. Everyone's worried about everything. Just have her come into the Brendan and live with us. That's a weird dynamic. Nicolette thinks so. Yeah. So she's straight on straight on to Clive and she's like, you have to shut this down and you need to get my mother to live with you. Yeah. Over which, at the Clive dive. Which is a great idea, by the way. I, yeah, what a weird dynamic. Having your mother, your fresh two-hour relationship having the mother-in-law move in. This click relationship has felt to me like, you know, those that flower that blooms every hundred years or whatever, like we were waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and we've seen them in all their Instagram photos together and we knew this was coming and then it bloomed and it was fireworks and then boom, the next day it fizzles out. What I like about this is it's, it is not okay because of the baby and the dynamics. It's like it's very complicated. And the, like, almost stalker nature that Nicolette's had anyway. Yeah. I mean, look, it's complicated. But it's not as forbidden as Ali and Chloe. Oh, God, that was juicy. I slept with your sister. It was. Uh-huh. I wish um, wish Nicolette had gone up to Aaron and gone, I slept with your – well, she could have said I slept with your sister. Yeah. But she <laughs> – or she could have gone to David and said, I slept with your husband's sister. I don't slept know. Slept with your baby mama. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, other way around. Yeah. But um, so they actually, like it is sexy, but they're saying they want to be in a relationship. Oh, no, that's not sexy. 
No, no, I like that though. But it's not sexy. It's cute. No, I, yeah, it's sweet. Not, I know. It's charming. I, I like the dynamic that they could actually be together. And I like not- their matching silk bathrobes from bras and things or something. It's nice. Yeah. Totally bras and things. <laughs> um, but no, I just like the dynamic that they're going to quite possibly have a female female relationship on neighbors. Wonderful. Yeah, as opposed to a taboo, as opposed mm. to like overly sexualized, and it's not stunt casting like with Melissa that came in for a while, Chloe's yeah. ex. Yeah, and like we've obviously had um, a same-sex couple, David and Aaron, um, but like they got together on the show and it was very loving and all of that, and they had a breakup and all of that. But I like cause we see women female relationships like this overly sexualized and mm. performative. Yeah, and I feel like okay, I'm, yeah. I'm glad. I yep, I see I see your points there. I know, but you'd like it to be sexier. Just give me another week. <laughs> give me one more week, names. I don't know what your story cycle is. I don't know why it all had to be wrapped up by Friday. Just give me another week of sneaking around. They were writing COVID scripts. They didn't know what was gonna oh, happen next know. week. They didn't know how many kisses they could get away with on screen. Yeah. So they didn't know when out, there's gonna be another round. Turns out at least three. That's great. Yeah. Um, well, so that's where we've parked it. We need to do citizen and citizen of this week. CJ, the hot mess mum. Not as hot a mess as the Brennan etc. Mm. Um, it's a tough pick, but I am going to go with Shitizen. I wonder if we're going to pick the same one. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Shitizen for Nicolette for putting that sign up. <laughs> First shift as First manager. day. Yeah. You know, like if you're going to do some recon work on the menu – after hours, lady. Yeah. And yeah. Chloe, as a mentor. Yeah. Like in my contract, it says overtime as required and you're not paid for it if yeah, you really have to do it. Same with mine, yeah. Yeah. Showbiz. Um, so I just think now's the time for you to do that. Shit isn't of the week. Aaron, down the mines, Brennan. That secret from your sister was in the vault and we didn't touch on the scene. We'll touch on it now when Chloe eventually confronts her brother and is like, you little shit, telling the girl I like that I like her yeah, with all the, these complications. And she's like, but it was good because look what happened. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> it's your fault. And starts throwing whipped cream at him. Oh, yeah. Precious. And then David's in the background going, children, stop fighting. the policing wingman, as it turns out. Yeah. Are these Brennan brothers? Jesus. Mm. Thankfully she didn't grow up in the house with those older brothers. She was living with Ma and they lived with Pa because, oh, they would have been up in her business every oh, day. Yeah. Whipped cream fight, wonderful. Aaron deserved every bit of that whipped cream on his face because you do not blab a vault secret like that. Oh, at this point I'm wondering whether Nicolette's pregnant to somebody else from like four weeks before, <laughs> from someone which is from weird Canberra. for a lesbian, but yeah. anyway. She just she used another patient's property. Uh, there we go. <laughs> and inserted it. Um, I'm just really, that really got my goat, Aaron. And the fact that he thought it would prevent Two people from jumping each other? You know who thinks you're hot? Another hot person that likes it. What? What logic is this? No. He's not. Ugh. He's not bright. What did Sheila call Margot Robbie's brother at the Flamingo Bar? He's dumb as a box of hair. <laughs> Sheila. What a time. I've oh. had a great time. This was a fun throwback record morning. No, it was fun. It was a logistical nightmare, but it was wonderful. CJ. Your new podcast is Married on Maths. It is. Um, thank you. We've had some crossover. This is like a Law and Order Special Victims Unit. Um, the council has had to put aside some real estate for Married on Maths to lease in 
the threads. Yes, but I did start a group. Beautiful. So, I mean, I didn't. My husband did. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so Marin and Maths podcast, we're just heating up on maths. So yeah. come listen if you are a maths person. Or if you just want to get into some juicy details. Otherwise, if you'd like the cliff notes, I'm on TikTok, CJ the Hot Mess Mum. As am I, Neighbours Pod, Vase on Instagram and Neighbours Pod on Twitter, Neighbours Council Facebook, patreon.com slash Neighbours Pod and Kate is at Remude on Twitter. And also at Spotlight probably. Yeah. <laughs> Getting unicorn horns. <laughs> and leave us a little review on Apple Podcasts and we'll chat to you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. You gotta keep one jump ahead of the breadline, one swing ahead of the sword. I steal only what I can't afford. That's everything. One jump ahead of the lawmen. That's all, and that's no joke. These guys don't appreciate I'm broke. Riff, riff.